0: Today on The Callahan Show, well, we got our big announcement. We are going to Locals, locals Locals.com. We will tell you what that entails, tell you why we're going to Locals and how you can join us. Also, the uh, president did not make a prepared speech on 9-11. He did speak. Briefly, we'll play you that incoherent mess. Bush, George W. Bush spoke, and I've never been more disappointed in a politician. And bad news for the Biden regime, uh, New York Times and MSNBC are talking about the drone strike that killed 10 10 allies, including seven children. Um, Patriots started. They lost. But it was really, really good news for Patriots fans. We'll explain it to you. And Stephen A admits, finally admits, why he wanted to get Max off his show, why he just doesn't like... Max Kellerman, we will talk about that and a whole lot more. Today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or you're looking to refinance the home you love, DCU may have the mortgage program to fit your needs, and more importantly, your budget. Their mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that can make it so difficult and confusing. They will bring you right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn more about rates and programs or to apply today at dcu.org slash mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 466-914. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Carano, let's go. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. So this is it, huh, Carano? This is it. This is the day we make our big announcement. Well, big For us, big in our little world, but uh, it's been, you know, almost two years for me talking about doing this because, you know, something we have to do. We have to um, uh, kind of uh, build a wall around us and because we've been under attack longer than two years for you know five years your entire career it seems i mean
1: i was looking uh, well, <laughs> at stuff from early in the 2000s where people were going after you
0: it, it it is true it's it happened many many times but there was only one uh group i don't want to say one man because that man had help with from the boston globe who actually assigned people to help him harass our advertisers uh we've certainly gone through this before Minahan has gone through it before he took the fight to uh to the uh to murchison in uh his hometown and uh, I, I think it uh, it, sh- it shook him up a little, but uh, he you know he bounced back and continued to harass us, our advertisers, our, our our hosting company, you name it. That's what he does. He's a vile human being who, uh, for some reason, can't seem to move on from us to other people. Who, He's obsessed. I mean, and we go over this all the time, Minahan and I, when we talk about people. Uh, who have said much, much worse. To recap, if you're just tuning in, we got lots of new listeners. Yep. I don't want to uh, go over this uh, constantly, but I haven't. Mm, I don't think I've gone over it since uh, you've been on board. What happened? No, no? I'd love to I, hear from your perspective. So why don't we do it? Since we're making this big announcement, we're going to locals, Locals.com, where we can create our own community. That would be a subscription service, at least. Uh, although, although there is a free tier, so you can join for free or you can pay. We will go over that, but uh, it was about five years ago. I think it was a little more, actually, when uh, we had a conversation on the radio. It was Minahan, me, and Gary Tangway, and we talked about a four-year-old who was transitioning. It was a child in Malden, Mass., I believe. The mother was very proud. The Boston Globe was very proud to celebrate a four-year-old transitioning, and I don't even remember if it was a boy transitioning to a girl or vice versa. I guess I could look it up, but... You know, we talked about it the way anyone would, said how crazy that is. Uh, the, kid, the kid's four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a long way from puberty, a long way from figuring out who he is or she is. And, uh, but uh, in this current culture, it's celebrated, and it was celebrated by the Globe, and this woman was very proud, and we criticized it. Of course, what else are you going to do? That's nuts. I actually got the guy, I got Murchison to admit it was crazy. Admit to my face that he agreed it was crazy. But he didn't like our tone. You know, he didn't like our tone. So he went on the warpath. As uh, you know, if you've been listening to me or to Kirk, you know that he harassed us every single day. All our advertisers, all our, our, our bosses, everyone in the company, with emails every single day for two years. And Intercom finally gave up, threw up their hands, made a deal with him, said, please leave us alone. We'll get rid of those guys. They did. They moved on. Um, Most of their advertisers moved on, but that was the decision they made. They succumbed. It was a a classic canceled culture story. And I haven't really told it. You know, the last time I told the story in detail, when I was on the Adam Carolla show, I was supposed to be on, it was January before the Super Bowl. And I thought to talk about Brady and and all that. But I think Carolla's into the canceled culture and standing up to it. I mean, you could stand up to it all you want if your bosses don't have your back you're out of luck, and our bosses did not. They they literally made a deal with the man, which is kind of discouraging. You think, even if they're going to get rid of us, you don't want to give him you know give him the trophy and no say, that type of power oh, either. Bes-. And and as we've gone over, and I know Kirk has gone over it more than I have. We met with our CEO, and he didn't want to uh, sue the guy. He didn't want to go after him. He just said it wouldn't be a good look to have a big company going. On. Instead, they chose to lose eight million bucks in the two years in my two le- final years there uh, because they wouldn't even fight him in terms of going to the advertisers and saying, uh, you know, let's let us tell our side of the story. That was one of the most frustrating parts for us. He would harass an advertiser. He would lie in the emails. We'd see them. I mean, he would literally do things I, I, like.
1: I've seen ones. He, he pulls stuff out of context. Everything's all the time.
0: out of context. And, and much of it is just flat out untrue. He would take parody accounts from Twitter of of me like a parody. Like, I got an email. Yeah, know the not guy. Not you. And he'd include it in the email. Yes. Like, see what he see what he tweeted. Do you want to be a so? And I'd be like, wait a second. You have to let us clear this up. You have to let us meet with the advertiser. Call them. Not once. Not once. I mean, we did it on our own a few times, and we talked to people who we knew. But not once did they set up a meeting, a lunch, a phone call, so we could tell our side of the story. They just let this lunatic completely intimidate them, cost them millions, and essentially blow up the station. Oh, it's a uh, shell of its former I mean, self. If you, if you saw the revenue now compared to then, you wouldn't believe it. You'd say uh, that's beyond uh, Murchison's wildest dreams, the destruction he did. And again, it worked, and he still hasn't moved on. He's still harassing us, and this is one thing we can do, and there's nothing he can do about it. I mean, he'll try. He'll He'll try. He'll find a way. He'll start emailing. You know, Dave Rubin at Locals. Probably. probably Who's not going to care?
1: I mean, Dave is a, he's a, he is, he fights back against cancel culture. Like, he started Locals to give creators a place where they can do stuff and not be afraid of psychopaths like Bob Murchison. And if you want
0: to understand, that's who goes to Locals. people who've been harassed. If you look at the lineup of of people who are there, it's people, you know, like uh, Greg Gutfeld's on there. And I think uh, Tammy Bruce, a lot of people who've been harassed. For their politics, their advertisers have been harassed. For them, it's, you know, Media Matters and Sleeping Giants. These are these groups that go after uh, people they disagree with and try to shut them down. These are anti-American people. These are fascists who don't want to hear you. They don't want to debate you. They don't want a, a healthy exchange of ideas. They want to shut you down. Yeah, and th- for that for that reason, Dave Rubin and, and company created Locals.com, and I kind of knew... From the beginning I was headed there. And yeah, you, you yeah. did all the you did all the work. You did all the research. And you found out, I mean, you had a couple options, but you found out Locals was the best fit for that very reason,
1: correct? Yeah, so Locals is great in this way. It's kind of like the interface is very similar to other social media platforms that you're used to. And and like Jerry said, we'll do a lot of free content there. We're going to really make it kind of our priority to communicate with fans. But the thing that makes it different is we actually own the community. So it can't be taken from us, um, where we're always subject to that. On, I mean, you know, sometimes you say... But not inflammatory stuff, but but challenging enough stuff to the to the elite left that you're always going to be in the crosshairs of them trying to shut you and down and on Twitter you, and Facebook and all that stuff. But in this case, we own this community and they just can't do it. I, so I
0: mean, again, he will try. But uh, you to to understand, and I I don't think people quite understand the level of psychosis we're dealing with. To understand, there was uh, a point last winter. Uh, when January sixth happened, and we talked about it, obviously said it's a disgrace. I said put these you know people in jail who fought with the cops, and you know it's it's embarrassing. I, obviously, it's the pendulum has swung the other way. When you have trespassers in solitary for eight months, obviously it's extreme. These are people being persecuted, political persecu- uh, people being per- persecuted politically for their political beliefs for being an enemy of the regime. Yeah, we talked about it, and that's pissed off. Some of the real uh, crazy activists, including my guy, who had somebody literally call our advertisers. We only have three or four. It's a one-hour podcast. And, you know, some of them are people who've been dealing, like Shea Concrete and at DCU. DCU but, yeah. I mean, these are great, great people. If you had any doubt, people at DCU, the people at Shea are great people because they put up with it or stood up to it. Uh, there were a few others back in the day at EEI that stood up to these people, but I heard it. I could, I could play it for you. They had a fake reporter call uh, uh, my few advertisers. I pretend it said he was like mumbled something from the news. I want you to know uh, we're doing a story on how uh, Jerry Callahan is uh, um, supporting the insurrection or oh. something. He's, and I, and one of our advertisers played it for. Me, sent it to me. It's amazing. It's not a voice I recognize, but it's a fake reporter. I'll get it to you. We'll play it. We'll put that on locals. How All right. That? Yeah, that'd be great. Put that on Let's locals. Hear it. And they asked me, do you know? And I said, that's not real. That's not real. It's an attempt to intimidate you. And again, they do it at the highest level. They do it to you know Matt Walsh every day and Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongino and, and of course, Tucker and Hannity. They get harassed daily. The only difference is you, you, um, if you have a boss with some backbone, who a boss who stands by you, you can survive that storm. And we've seen it happen. It happened to us, you know, back in the day when we did have bosses, GMs, program directors with spines. You know, you you deal with these people uh, every day. As you'd said, there's been a few controversies over the years which caused people, you know, there'd be like a little protest outside the station. They would demand something, whatever, sensitivity training or demand your head. And if you have uh, a good boss, a strong uh, character at the top, they understand that's the price of doing good talk radio. You get people pissed. And but now it's so out of control that they think, as soon as you say something they don't like, they they have you know, the mass email. You know, start bombarding your advertisers. Do it every day. Follow it up the next day and say, uh, "Did you get my email? Do you really want to be associated with this show?" And we've seen, God knows, it's been a theme of this show, cancel culture. We've yeah. seen. Just the gutless way that you know corporate America has handled these vultures. We've seen people getting fired. The guy in Sacramento getting fired for saying "All Lives Matter." Uh, Mike Milberry getting fired for saying nothing. Uh, Jeremy Roenick. I mean, it's over and over again. Who did we talk about the, uh, the other day? Zola, Scott Zolak saying, yeah, right. saying something that was perfectly appropriate. Saying Cam Newton appeared distracted when he was dancing, and guess what? Cam Newton was distracted. We'll get to that. He was terrible. Uh, and and they dumped them, but there were people on Twitter, on social media, demanding a firing. You know why? Because they've gotten it in the past. Because corporate America, particularly these fault. radio companies, TV companies, are so weak. You got to go back and review it at some point to believe it. We will go back and review things. Review things like Mike Milbury or Chris Harrison, at The Bachelor. People getting fired, not suspended, not sensitive, sent to sensitivity training, fired for doing absolutely nothing wrong. And it's, Ab- not, it, it's, it's not it's not arguable. You can't say, well, Mike Milbury said, you know, women are a distraction. Uh, it, and Mike Milbury said it was something perfectly appropriate. When you're in the bubble because of COVID, there was no kids, there's no wives, no distractions. Yeah. All they could do is focus with their team on this on hockey and get ready. Perfectly, 100% appropriate. Somebody got upset. The, the corporate, the NBC caved, as they often do, and threw them to the wolves. And by the way, this only works one way. It's only works. when Only one side gets canceled. The other side laughs at cancel culture. They, they, they fuel it. They believe in it. They like it. If you're on the left, you don't have to worry. There is no Media Matters equivalent on the other side. There is no Bob Murchison on the other side harassing advertisers. There is no Boston Globe. I mean, the Boston Herald, uh, you know, New York Post, they would never, ever assign reporters and editors to harass the advertisers of a competitor. That's unethical. That doesn't stop People at the Boston Globe—that's what they do. Unethical. That's their specialty. So they worked with the activists and others to bring down their chief competitor. And At that point, we were—I mean, the radio oh, yeah. station was competing, right. not just with the Globe, but with Neth, uh, with with Nesson, with that whole, you know, John Henry Empire. And they hated us, and they wanted to bring us down, and they did. Unfortunately for them, our boss was weak. Our boss was in awe of, you know, John Henry. Uh, and so he threw us to the wolves and how's that working out for him so far?
1: Not very well. The the other thing too, is it's not just, it's not enough for these psychos like Bob that, that people have the, their own volition. A podcast is opt in or even listening to a radio station is opt in. People can turn the channel or just not download it. That's not good enough. He wants to attack you, wants to put you out of business. He wants to, he he just wants to completely shut you down. And
0: as I said, you know, my Twitter bio when I got fired was, when a lib, uh, when a conservative hears something he doesn't like on the radio, he changes the station. It,
1: it, it's so simple. When a
0: liberal hears something they don't like on the radio, they demand the host be fired, and that's okay if you do have. And we used to it used to be different. You'd have to write letters, you know, organize. Now it's just one guy could sit in his underwear and make a mass snip email, audio, snip video, and, and absolutely completely. It's totally one hundred percent dishonest, taking things out of context. Yeah, I mean. Just making everything uh, homophobic, racist, sexist, you name it. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Like I was on the show with Jermaine Wiggins, who I like a lot. We had a good time. We had a good rapport. And we were talking about David Ortiz getting shot in the Dominican. Yeah. And uh, and he says, oh, people get shot all the time. And I'm arguing this is a kind of unusual thing. And we were just going back and forth. And I said, Wiggy, who grew up hard in East Boston, yeah. talks about it all the time. I said, Maybe in your neighborhood, Wiggy, but not in most people's neighborhood. They're not getting shot in the back at an outdoor restaurant. That's kind of unusual. That's it. Yeah. Immediately the advertisers get an email <sighs> saying, Do you want to be associated with this kind of racism? Because I mentioned that
1: we, Did he grew up in a tough neighborhood. He grew up
0: in a tough neighborhood which we talked it's about all fact. the time. <laughs> all the time. And you know, he's He's mentioned it, and believe me, you could hear the conversation. If you heard it right now, you would laugh at the idea that someone could take that, twist that, make it seem racist, and then immediately he knows, you know, the buzzwords. Immediately hit up everyone in the company, saying, "Do you want to be associated with this kind of racism?" Which is absurd. I mean, honestly, if you heard the show for ten minutes, we, Wiggy and I got along great, and we had laughs and we had a good time, and that was just part of the conversation. Had nothing to do with race, nothing. And yet, instead of saying go screw, you're making that up, you're, you know, that's that's slander. I mean, it's, you You have a boss say, uh-oh, we don't want to be associated, you know, with that kind of racism. What? What kind of race? I mean, it's just madness. That's what it was on a daily basis. And it still is, uh, because apparently there's no other person out there, no other, uh, you know, radio host or podcast host that has upset this person, which is amazing, because I listen to lots of right-wing oh yeah uh, podcasts. And they say more inflammatory stuff. <laughs> they say more. You 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 want the, the the MMA fighter, this big badass special forces guy, who transitioned, dyed his hair pink, and went went from a male MMA fighter to a female, and now he's kicking ass and saying this is for trans rights. It's insane. Oh no! Yeah, you can't. You no, can't. No, it's, you it's, can't. It's, it's wonderful. It's touching. I'm sure the public, general public, particularly, you know, our audience, they're 100% supportive of this lovely lady in MMA beating up biological women. And we're supposed to applaud that because if you don't, you're going to have an angry mob after you. And this is it's one of the best examples because, obviously, they're very much in the minority. Most people don't want to see four-year-olds transition or big, bad-ass MMA fighters transition and start beating up biological women. Most people... But they are vocal and they are relentless, and they don't care that it's a a fringe viewpoint. And my view was perfectly appropriate. Like most people, think it's crazy, including the guy who came after us, who admitted off the record that he thought it was crazy too for a four-year-old to transition. Of course, it's crazy. And the thing is,
1: the thing is, for us, so local advertisers who know Jerry and know his heart have no problem. Like most of them, would have no problem with saying, you know, go screw. But. If, if they know Jerry, but, but these national advertisers who typically advertise on podcasts, they don't know Jerry. So they're, if they're getting constant barrage of emails, they just see it and they're like, it's just not worth our time to even like look at it. And And so you get that. So it shuts down some of our options. I look at this podcast as a startup and where, you know, as a startup, you have to decide where can we get revenue from? So... One of the ways we could do is with local uh, local advertisers, but also another way is through the subscription on locals.com. So, right. And we can
0: get, we could uh, continue to have some advertisers yeah. who understand that they will be harassed and they are okay with it. Or some of them actually look forward to it. Some of the people you talk to, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, um, push back. Yeah, push they're fight, sick of it push too. Push back, fight back, punch back. That's what it's all about. Anybody who
1: has a brain and is aware of what's going on wants to push back. I mean, this is frightening, you know, collectivism. Terrible uh, movement in the United States right now that that social media is allowing to happen, where you have and, well, one social, group.
0: Social media allowing it. Social media is engineering
1: well, it. But it's, I also love social media in it's, uh, some ways too. It's, but. it's frightening. Oh, but those the, companies are. You're absolutely big, right. You know,
0: big media, big tech. Yeah, are you know they're uh, complicit in this. They you know they're all on the same team. It's amazing. This this one team that includes the entire Washington establishment, the House, the Senate, the President. Yeah. includes academia. Includes the media, the yeah. mainstream media, the, all the old newspaper, Washington Post, New York Times, includes them all, and includes Hollywood, includes Silicon Valley. All these powers, all working in concert to crush the voices they don't like, to crush the voice of dissent. It is a frightening time in America. I think you're absolutely right. I think more people are finding out every day how scary it is. Again, it only works one way, but I I always say this and when you and I talk about it. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. When you see something like the Chris Harrison thing. And I, maybe it's a, not a great example because no one cares about him. He's made a lot of money.
1: Yeah, but that's but, an example but, but, of like it happened. It, 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 he, what he said had no, there was nothing wrong with these. Nothing did, at all.
0: nothing. It's not even debatable. You can't come on here and debate me and say when Mike Milbury said, you know, you limit the distractions. There's no women for the hockey players or kids or pets or, or you know, they, they're all, It's it's kind of the whole point of being in the bubble. That's why some NFL teams go to training camp, yep. you know, hundreds of miles away to eliminate distractions. What he said was perfectly appropriate. I'm glad he didn't, uh, I, did he, uh, he might've apologized, but he's since, and we're going to get him on, we're going to get him on. We should, we should get him on one of our first uh, locals shows. Um, because he says, I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow them to cancel me. And there's really no, you don't have a choice. I mean, you could stand by your words as well. You should, but when you work for a gutless corporation or gutless people like NBC, you know, they're going to throw you to the wolves for a couple of reasons. They don't want to bother. They, they see those words, those, those, you know, those Radioactive words. Oh, sexist! He said women, are, and they just say you're not that important. I mean, if you're if you're a good liberal, if you're Brian Williams, you get caught lying or Kevin Cullen. They they have you know you get a ch- another chance or two or ten. If you're someone like Meg Milbury, they just say or Don Cherry's another example. Yeah, just throw them to the wolves and be done with it. Wash your hands, and we'll get someone else. That they're not that important. But again, the, the the Grant Napier, the announcer who said all lives matter and got fired. You know, got fired for saying. Or Jeremy, or Jeremy Roach, who joked about having, you know, a threesome with his good friend and his wife because they're both beautiful women and they're best friends, and just joked about it on a podcast, on a bar stool podcast, and got fired. Yeah. I mean, those are scary things. Again, only works one way, and there, uh, there are ways to fight back. There's certainly ways, and if you have, like, I, I often hear. People in radio or, or right wing uh, podcasts say that, oh, um, they'll never cancel me because they work for someone like whatever, uh, Daily Wire or Barstool. Or Barstool's big enough. Yeah. They will back them and they just will back them. They get harassed every day. Yeah. Like, you know, the whoever, uh, the salespeople or, or, or Eric and Idini or Portnoy get harassed. It's part of the job. I, mean, I used to say, a general manager on a talk radio station, part of the job is dealing, being that, uh, that buffer, buffer between, yeah. Right? That firewall. So then, when these lunatics come after you, and they will more so than ever, because what they're doing is working. I mean, they have literally, uh, you know, fueled this this effort by giving in, by by throwing in, throwing up their arms and 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 sacrificing their people, so that it incentivizes these uh, these activists, and they just keep coming. And unless you have someone that tells them to screw, hangs up the phone, deletes the email, and just moves on you're out of luck because there's a lot of cowards out there. You know, there's a lot of spineless people who, if they lean that way, as the famous quote is from our boss about uh, Murchison is, he's just trying to make the world a better place. <laughs> I, like, I, how is this,
1: how is not having the I conversation was, making the world, world a better place?
0: I was standing right there. I looked in disbelief and that is 100% accurate. I could tell you where we were <laughs> when I was there. I, it was 100 The guy who'd lost 8 million bucks in two years said... He's trying to make the world a better place because he's a good he's a good liberal. and he thinks that if it's transgender activists working with the globe, boy, they might have the and I, I just looked and said, Whoa, you've lost millions. He's lying. He doesn't this the truth doesn't matter to him. The globe doesn't care about ethics. You know, you got to fight back, and he just wouldn't. And uh, so we're fighting back, Carano. That's the the bottom line.
1: so just to give more info about this local thing. So I put the, um, I'll put the, there's an announcement on Twitter and Facebook. I think that's probably already gone out, but it's the Jerry Callahan Show com, or you can just go to locals.com and just search Jerry Callahan or the Jerry Callahan show and you'll, you'll find it. So like Jerry said earlier, we will have, um, a lot of content there that we you wouldn't normally see on places like Twitter and Facebook. We're really going to make that the priority. We want that. It's sort of like a Facebook group in a way because there can be a lot of interaction between the show and Jerry and and fans there. So you'll get more interaction and you'll get stuff on locals that you won't normally see in other places. That's all for free. Just go there. We want you there because it's, like I said, we own that community. So it can't be taken from us. Something like can happen in Twitter, Facebook. You all see we're getting warnings on our posts. We're shadow banned definitely on Twitter. There's no reason why we shouldn't have more Twitter followers. And it's just because I, I got, the I, elite doesn't, doesn't want us to. But hold on. I'm sorry. Sure, I'm go ta- ahead. So, so the, everything, all that stuff is for free. It's actually, the app is super slick. Like I really like using the Locals app. They've done a great job um, using it. So I'll be interacting from there a lot as well. So that's all for free. But the big, the big offer is if you decide to support the show financially for $6 a month, and you get um, uh, two months off if you if you subscribe for the year. So six dollars a month, and we'll give you an extra show for free every week. So that'll be our Friday show, and that'll happen exclusively on locals. So so that's the thing. And then also for subscribers, where you'll have first dibs on some other offers. We're going to do some some things in the future that you'll have first uh, first dibs on as well. But but anyway, so th- so that's the thing. It's like we're going right to the fans. That that's one thing you can do in this in this whole crazy cancel culture world. Is you. Uh, cancel culture world, you can go right to the fans and say, Hey, if you support Jerry and you support the show and you want us to keep doing what we're doing, well then, you know, help us, help us do it. Help us stay in the fight by, by supporting us financially. So that's the thing that we can do because Bob can't touch that Psycho
0: Bob can't, can't touch, touch it. me. Uh, it there. And, uh, as we pointed out, Dave Rubin created this site, this platform for this very reason. You find some of the people who are on there. I'm, I'm-
1: oh yeah, Dave. Uh, so as you said, Dave Rubin, um, Scott Adams, the oh, Dilbert right. creator, yeah. uh, Michael Malice, the big uh, libertarian guy that I follow, that's on there. Tulsi Gabbard's on that's there.
0: That's true. Tulsi had a ballsy tweet over the weekend. We can get to that. But uh, and I mentioned Gutfeld. A few people have you know bailed pretty uh, vocally on uh, Twitter or Facebook and said, "Screw them. I'm over here." Uh, Gutfeld was one. Say, so following me over here." but I'm so illiterate I'm trying to find out who I'm
1: following. Uh Bridget Fetiss there. Um she's a, a podcaster that I listen to. Dr Drew's there. Um I said Tulsi already. T- tons of people. Uh Andy No, I know he's a he's a big uh, favorite of yours, right? He really Absolutely. pushes back he's on uh, great cancer culture journalist. stuff.
0: One of the only journalists in America, but uh you could see it's as you said, and you're you're much more tech savvy than I, that's for sure. You said it's pretty slick, pretty well done.
1: Yeah, and the cool thing is like you you basically can choose the communities you want to be involved in. So you want to be in the Jerry Callahan show community, you choose that. And if you you know, so you select it and you're seeing all the Jerry Callahan show stuff. It's kind of like a Facebook group in that way. And then you choose other creators who are on locals and you can be in their community as well. And most of them, I think maybe all of them I've seen do have free content there. And also, uh, and also subscription based content. So you can really choose, um, how you want to do it, but I I like it. It's super slick.
0: Excellent. So check it out. Check us out on locals.com. There's a couple of uh, announcements with more details uh, out there on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, do you have to follow the show account to on Twitter to get your video that you made?
1: Oh, um, yeah. If you want to see if you should, I'll be retweeting it. Yeah. I'll retweet it too. So, right. We did, did that tweet out already? Yeah. So like the announcement went out on Twitter, there's going to be some other content, you know, kind of explaining locals a little bit more on Twitter and on Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok today and throughout the week.
0: Excellent. Well, good job by you. That's kind of been, uh, uh, Carano's job. That's why you're here. And, yeah. Uh, there's not, I can't think of any other reason. So anyway. Oh,
1: good on air. So good far, looking. So far. Intelligent. intelligent. So good.
0: Uh <laughs> And you did a really funny,
1: um, video. I, don't know, I said, don't it? announce it. And then you just, you just do it
0: anyway. Why not? Well, there, there'll be a video today. That's you'll an see. No, 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 you don't even, look no, for no, it. It's no, funny.
1: No, we don't even know.
0: I'm giving you credit. Say thank you. Thank you. Good. I mean, you were worried that I wouldn't like it. It was funny. I as was. Hell. Yeah. It was funny as hell. It was goofy. I mean, it was well done. I don't. It's been a while. I'm since cutting I, this part out of the show, by the way. It's been a while since I've had a producer who could be that creative. So I'll give you credit. Thank you're you. dope, but that was well done. <laughs> well done. All right. Are we, are we ready to move on? Yeah, uh, we can move on. There's, yeah. uh, if you're on social media, you could go to uh, anywhere. And f- f- if you follow me, the show, Matt, whatever, and there's all kinds of details if you want to know more. Uh, people are—the uh, uh, commenters all saying— uh, asking questions like Q&A, they're looking for... A oh,
1: they're just asking for the link to FAQs. Locals, which are put in there, and um, just, yeah,
0: commenting around locals. it. Locals.com, not very complicated. Nope, not at all. All right, let's go to um, the, uh, the... I don't know where else to go but talk about our president, because I still find it mind-boggling, as I tweeted, on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, if you're president of the United States, if you're the leader of the free world... This is a good opportunity. I mean, you just have to stand there for 20 minutes, read the teleprompter. The expectations for the current buffoon in the Oval Office are so low. Again, if you don't see a big wet urine stain in his pants or his teeth don't fall out, everyone, particularly in the uh, corporate media, would stand and applaud. They would say, great job, inspiring, unifying. You really have to be a mess. And the people around you have to know you're a mess. To pass, to take a pass on speaking at the 20th anniversary on the 20th anniversary of the worst attack on our country's history. It was a solemn occasion, but at the same time, uh, you could say it is unifying and it's a patriotic moment, even if you're a, a, a hardcore liberal like Biden surrounded by people you know who get offended when they see the American flag. You have a great opportunity, especially if you're a cynical politician, because the language almost, you know, writes itself that you, you know, stand before everyone. You pay homage to the heroes, the frontline workers, the soldiers, the Navy SEALs who took up bin Laden. I mean, it's just a slam dunk. It's a layup, a layup, even for an incoherent buffoon like Joe Biden. He took a pass. How bad does it have to be to take a pass? Trump made a speech. At uh, Shank's uh, Bush was at Shanksville too, right? George W. Bush. Uh, Trump made a speech uh, uh, um, and talked to frontline, uh, talked to uh, first responders. Bush made a speech, and we can get to that. It, 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 I'm I'm more disappointed in George W. Bush than I am in any politician I ever supported. Put it that way, including Mitt Romney, because Mitt Romney, uh, we all know, is just a fraud. And a, I mean, George W. Bush was supported wholeheartedly by the people. He compared to the Taliban the other day, essentially what he did compared to Taliban to domestic terrorists like those ones on January 6th. That is nothing but throwing a bone to MSNBC and and CNN and the hardcore liberals out there who hate MAGA people and want someone like Bush to come over to their side. Well, he did. And and people like me, the millions who supported him, voted for him twice. I'm disgusted as uh, as Matt Taibbi, who's. Uh, I used to hate, now I like. He's kind of one of those guys, like Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, yeah. Former hardcore lefty, but is is very wary of the, you know, the surveillance state and the power of the deep state. He pointed out that this guy who uh, started two wars, that droned families, that prisoned people, that tortured people, he's concerned about civility. And, you know, he's, George Trump, very concerned about civility. But I, I give him credit. At least he stood up and gave a speech it is amazing that the president didn't give a speech. And I guess when he got cornered by somebody, I don't even know who had the microphone. I don't know. Um, we got a sense of why. Because he, maybe it's the occasion, you know, it's such a big occasion. So many, uh, you know, such pomp and circumstance and bands playing and bagpipes and there's, uh, and the Clintons over here and the Obamas over there. Maybe the the moment was too big for him or maybe he was ashamed that the, that the terrible job he did withdrawing from Afghanistan and getting 13 people killed, but he decided not to stand up there and read the teleprompter on a on an absolutely historic day. That is, I guess it's a sign that he's, that he's just weak. And, but, but that, that is around the world. People must've been going, I mean, presidents and prime ministers spoke all over the world about, about 9-11. You know, they played the national anthem at the, Royal Palace or whatever you know what do they call it, uh, Buckminster. What's the palace? Is it Buckingham. Name? Buckingham Palace. Yeah, I hate I hate the whole royal family. Oh, me
1: neither. I mean, I, but me they too, but sorry.
0: they paid. Uh, they honored the United States on this occasion. Anyway, the president gets cornered, gets asked about whatever his feelings, and the train of thought just went off the tracks. How long is this cut? It's only like thirty seconds. Yes, right? that's very short. And he mentions fighting Trump, then he mentions. Uh, okay, I mean, he just goes. Uh, Back and forth talking about just dumb stuff. I think he talked, uh, whatever, we'll play it. And you can decide whether this man is uh, lucid enough to deliver a speech. Can you play it? Yeah. You know, know, what what do you want to do with Biden? I want to box him. I should be so lucky. You know what I mean? But the the, the kinds of things or, you know, stuff that's coming out of Florida. Stuff that's coming out of, you know, Robert E. Liebman in Afghanistan, you're the one. No. Anyway. <laughs> he <talking> Robert, about? <laughs> I mean, this it, things just pop into his brain. And it, obviously it's uh, kind of decaying. And they just come out. First of all, he's wearing a bl- black mask and sunglasses. I don't know if you watched a lot of football this weekend. Carolina, I watched some, yeah. There was a, a million college games, banged out stadiums. Many of them chanted, you know, "F. Joe Biden again." And then there was a full slate in the NFL. Full stadiums everywhere. There were TV people and referees and players and coaches unmasked. America was unmasked this weekend, except our president outdoors with Clinton and Obama. They all had the same mask. They all covered their faces. He covered his eyes and his face. And he's asked about the occasion, and he talks about Trump. Trump joked that someone asked Trump whether he would uh, who if he could choose one person to box. And he joked about boxing. Uh, Biden, no big deal, but it bothered him. And then he rambles on and things coming out of Florida. What's coming out of Florida? I have no idea. I guess he's talking
1: about DeSantis, but
0: I don't know. And then he says, if Robert E. Lee had been in Afghanistan, you would have won. Can I just say that I follow the news pretty closely? Nobody has said that. He just made that. I mean, I understand if people say you had more better generals, you had terrible generals, you had Millie and Austin, these losers, but... Uh, no one said if you had Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee's famous for uh, losing a war, too. Were you talking about the Civil War general? <laughs> yes, That's I- who he's talking about? Yes. <laughs> what else do you think he's talking about? Well, things? I thought maybe you knew a more well, recent an- Robert E. Lee. But by the way, to go quick back to cancel, quickly back to cancel culture, yeah. I'm always trying to rank the worst cancels of cancel culture, and that has to be near the top. The announcer, an ESPN play-by-play announcer named Robert Lee, was taken off the game at the... Virginia at Charlottesville because of his name. And I believe Robert (laughs) E. Lee, you can look this up. I believe he's Asian, but he was taken off the game because of his name. This is the kind of lunatics we're dealing with. Person that would say, I don't think it's appropriate. And by the way, ESPN giving in to the person. Yes. Who says, are you you, kidding me? You never saw that one? No. That's that's one of the great ones. Uh, Yeah. He was taken off the game. I don't think he was fired for having the wrong name, but isn't that bizarre? What? that someone in the corporate office in uh, in uh, Bristol, Connecticut, said, you know, we shouldn't have Robert. I don't even think his middle name's E, is it? No, it's just Robert Lee. Robert Lee. Taking off the game, and if you see a picture, he couldn't do a game at at Charlottesville because, you know, his name. That's amazing, it's embarrassing, but that's the kind of thinking you have at ESPN now, which is going to use the Stephen A. Smith show to, to just uh, show how woke they are. I have one young black person or Asian or whatever, they're going to use that, as Bobby Burrick pointed out, as kind of their that, own affirmative action uh, yeah. slot. All the people arguing with Stephen A. are going to be people. He chooses friends of his who fill, who check some kind of box. That's, that's what that show has turned into. That's what that network network's turned into. But you sidetracked me on that. I did. Biden's, Biden's how long was that speech? 30 seconds? Yeah. It was, yeah. Totally incoherent as usual, which I guess is better than his speech from Thursday, and we didn't have a show yet for Friday, so we didn't, uh, haven't talked about this, but the Thursday speech was frightening. It was insane. And I don't know if people appreciate just how insane where he literally says, this is not about freedom. It's not about freedom of choice. Everything, I mean, it's America you're talking about. Yeah, everything is about freedom at some level. And he says, we're, we're going to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. That's what he said. Uh, the vaccine and- was supposed to do that. Sorry, but that's what a vaccine is for. The people who you're protecting have already got protection. They they had it injected into them. There's no one, virtually no one vaccinated who's dying. No one vaccinated is being hospitalized. The people dying are the unvaccinated because of people like you, Joe Biden, people they don't trust. And Turtle Boy said this, and so did a few other people on, on social media Said this made them less likely, less inclined to get the vaccine because Biden was so arrogant, saying, Our patience is wearing thin. Can I remind you that it wasn't that long ago that Joe Biden said he wouldn't trust a vaccine developed by Operation Warp Speed because of Trump? Kamala Harris, same thing. These are the same people threatening your livelihood, saying, We're going to take your job away. Your kids aren't going to have food on the table or shoes on their feet because you won't submit doesn't matter if they've already had covid if they have natural immunity it doesn't matter if like uh they, they, there's a woman uh Allison something Williams who's a uh, Allison I don't know you can look it up at ESPN as a play uh a sideline reporter she's politely quietly stepped down taking a leave of absence cuz she's taking fertility drugs trying to get pregnant and her doctor told her she shouldn't get vaccinated so she won't so ESPN won't allow her to work games And I assume she'll be fired because ESPN has more than a hundred employees. You know, I feel bad for the people, the new guys at companies with 120 people or 110 people because aren't they just going to fire, Yeah, you know, get down to 97 and say, we're good. Rather, I mean, if you have a bunch of good people, and I was talking to a friend of mine in construction this weekend and he said, the people in our business are not inclined to go get vaccinated it 's just not the way of thinking these are you know tough guys and hard working guys and they just say i don 't need it and they put their head down and go to work well you 're going to get fired if that company has more than a hundred people because the federal government by decree the president by decree has declared you unhealthy you 're filthy you 're dirty you know you 're marginalized it 's your fault it 's a lie that this is a uh, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It is not. They're getting much higher numbers this year than last. They're not dying, not going to the hospital, but they're getting COVID. The vaccinated people, as we know, we see it every weekend, athletes and and, and politicians and media people getting it who've already had it. It's mild. It's not, it's not uh, killing them, but they're getting it. And it's not just because the unvaccinated. That speech was disturbing. I know we don't expect much from Joe, but, it was he was angry he was scolding people again this is a guy who said he wouldn't trust the vaccine less than a year uh, that would be about 8 months ago wouldn't trust it and now if you don't trust it if you just want a little more time if you want a little more data you're a bad person and he will fire you he's like one of those lords in Scotland in, in braveheart they will kick you off your land and starve your family if you don't submit that's the de- de- declaration from the Oval Office, and I don't know. Did you watch the whole thing? Because he was angry. I
1: didn't was, watch the whole thing. No. He
0: was angry. He was scolding people. Ugh! He had that old angry man face, and it was disturbing. Of course, took no questions because he never does, and made stuff up about uh, you know, how uh, how it was all the fault of the unvaccinated. As we talked about on Thursday with Turtle Boy, they have taken a group pitted against uh, pitted another group against them. It's the majority against the minority. And if you were wondering why, uh, Turtle Boy tweeted this uh, or retweeted this poll. And they took polls in all the swing states like Pennsylvania, Arizona. And they, do you support a vaccine mandate or not? And the yes support the mandate won overwhelmingly in all these swing states, which is kind of scary. I think people are still scared by probably, I bet you the numbers among women are are really high about people who want a vaccine mandate. They're like Joe Biden. They don't care about freedom. They don't care about freedom of choice. It's not my choice, my body. No, they want everyone to get the jab And the numbers. And this is what Biden's looking at. This is why he gave this speech. This is why he came down so strongly on in the favor of a mandate when a couple of months ago, hell, it was like a month ago, Jen Psaki said there'd be no mandate. Yeah. Now there is because they stuck their fingers to the wind and they took polls in all these swing states and they decided... It works politically. That's the only reason you saw the grumpy old man there on Thursday, to threatening everybody's livelihood who works for a big company. And immediately, you saw the hypocrisy. The post office is exempt. Six hundred and forty thousand people who work for the post office, and I guess I could see why, because they don't have a lot of you know interaction with the public. They're outside most of the time. They're touching people. <laughs> they exempted.
1: Uh, oh, you're saying that? Oh, they are. Ex- oh, well, yeah, I guess they do touch it. Nah, I was thinking more they're outside. They go door to door. I suppose, yeah. But then they just. But,
0: I know, but you could say that about there are lots of federal employees who don't interact with anyone else. Well, ever. that's true, too. You yeah. know, sitting in a little cubicle or whatever. Or I'm they up, can work from I'm home. How about federal employees who work like the grounds crew to parks and recreation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, maintaining parks? They have to be vaccinated or they're fired. But the post office is exempt. And you know who else is exempt? Congress. Congress is exempt. So they make this rule. They, dem- they say it's for public health. They say it's all about keeping you healthy and alive. And then they say, uh, we don't want to follow that dumb rule. Because as we know, we've gone over this before. When you look at the breakdown of people, the level of vaccination, it's very high in the Afri- uh, unvaccinated, very high in the African-American community. And you know who else is reluctant to get? PhDs. The education level, the one with the biggest disparity between vaccinated and unvaccinated are PhDs. There are smart people who are waiting, who are reluctant or young, who are healthy, who don't want this. And the Biden regime is threatening with their jobs. There's going to be a lot of people who get the injection just to keep their job, but there's going to be a lot of people who don't. And we've already heard there's one hospital, uh, I forget where, in the Midwest, where they they can't deliver babies. They're closing their uh, maternity ward or whatever because so many nurses have left. Because they don't want the vaccination, and they just said, "I I guess I'll find something else to do or work somewhere else where they allow unvaccinated people to work as nurses." Uh, and most a lot of the nurses, a lot of the front line, they've already had it. They've had COVID. They've had the test. They know their immunity is stronger than it would be if they got vaccinated. They don't see the need. The, the most amazing thing about Biden's speech on Thursday and the uh, ensuing coverage from all his supporters in the media is how little they mention. The natural immunity and the effects that having COVID has on you protects you. You know it's a fact, and they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to mention natural immunity. That should tell you something. That should tell you something.
1: That's a hospital in New York State, by the way. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm no PhD, Jerry.
0: But to me, but I'm not. I'm a
1: reasonably smart guy. To me, like the administration has just not made the. No one has made the case yet of why someone who is under, say, 60 years old needs to get. The vaccine. Well, no I mean, one's really made that case. I,
0: I would say anyone in any vulnerable cat, any high-risk category, exactly. older folks, right. obese people, people who've had illnesses of compromised immunity, they should be the front of the line. In fact, they are, for the most part. You see, Charlie Baker tweeted this the other day. Massachusetts seniors are 99% vaccinated. There you go. That's a good thing. That's right. the first time I've said something good about Charlie Baker in a long time. Good. You should take a bow. That's what it's all about. That's what Ron DeSantis did early on. That is not what Andrew Cuomo did or, or Phil Murphy did. They left the vulnerable elderly population. They put them at risk. They got them killed in the case of uh, New York State. Um, but the, uh, the, there, there has to be room for debate with Joe Biden and with his supporters. You know, they, there's no room for They want to shut the—they they don't want them to be allowed to travel. They shouldn't go on airplanes. I mean, that crazy—what's her name? Wen, the doctor from CNN? Dr. Wen. She smiles and she says some of the most evil stuff. She smiles. She used to run Planned Parenthood, so you know she's got a dark heart. And she says just crazy stuff like, this doesn't go far enough. We should stop interstate travel by people who are unvaccinated. So, again, like this reporter at ESPN or Turtle Boy or someone you know, who's a pregnant woman. A pregnant
1: woman. Allison Williams is correct, by the way. That's her name.
0: And they can't cross state lines, according to the... The, the the doctor, the official doctor of CNN, this crazy woman, when, and I'm thinking, wait a second, that's a constitutional right. You can go to the next state. You can't stop me because of a medical choices. That's, that's madness. The number of people who agree, who understand that it's total madness, that concerns me. How many people think, oh yeah, watch her some night. Or watch, you know, this Jonathan Capehart, one of these crazy lunatics on Lyft. They don't mind at all sounding totally Totalitarian. It's like uh, the coverage of uh, the 20th anniversary of 9/11. I was, I was running. Uh, I was getting tired retweeting the lunatics who compared it to uh, January 6th. I mean, literally, they're comparing. And and Bush, you know, implied this, which is why so many people are disgusted with him. But a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people in the media said, yeah, it's kind of like January 6th again. We'll go over the numbers quickly on uh, 9/11th 2000. Uh, 2977 innocent people killed at uh, the towers and at the pentagon and shanksville uh january 6th one person killed a unarmed protester ashley babbitt by a cop i don't think you can bear something that happened where 3000 people died to something where nobody was killed but Help it's up. our symbols oh that's why symbols i see symbols symbols got your symbols what about when um All those crazy Kavanaugh protesters barged into the Senate during a hearing. Was that like 9-11? Yeah, we don't talk about that. No, okay. Okay, we'll keep that down. But it was crazy. Bush embarrassed himself. Not as bad as Biden embarrassed himself. But it is interesting that what Joe Biden wanted was a photo op, was a ceremonial kind of photo op, a a good optic for 9-11. What did he get? He got this disastrous pullout of Afghanistan, 13 service people killed, 140-something civilians. And our last act, and the New York Times had to actually report this, our last act in Afghanistan, they lit up a family of 10, including a guy, a, a, the father who assisted us in their war effort, and seven children, I believe. Joe Biden blew up seven children with a drone. That was the last thing we did in Afghanistan before Leaving the Taliban with 85 billion U.S. weaponry, weaponry and pulling out. But
1: Glenn Greenwald nails uh, Joe Biden on that too. Is you know that Joe Biden just didn't want to. He didn't want to wait for confirmation that this was a bad person. He just didn't want to appear weak so soon after the bombs uh, that killed uh, the American service people. Uh, right. He wanted
0: a, a, an optic. Uh, yeah. He wanted some uh, a photo op, and he got it by lighting up a family of ten, including. You know, kids, a bunch of kids. Can you imagine, can you imagine if that's Donald J. Trump and he just wanted a photo up? What, I, I got to put that on a list. We've kept track of impeachable offenses from Joe Biden. I think we're up into like triple figures right now. And there won't be hearings to people like Glenn Greenwald and, and Matt Taibbi and write about it. The New York Times reluctantly had to admit it. Uh, but, you know, they, they lied initially. Millie lied. He knew he killed civilians. He lied and said it was... You know, a target. So ISIS, there was an explosion, ISIS, which there, there right. wasn't. Oh yeah, they said the reason there was an explosion is because the car was filled with uh, explosives. If it was filled with water, there's video of them putting water tanks in the trunk, full of water, and children playing nearby, and that's what Millie and Austin and uh, Joe Biden wanted as the famous final scene as we pull out of Afghanistan. uh, Was oh look, we took out a couple of ISIS guys. No, they took out a, a bunch of kids, and I remember when that used to. Really upset, you know, left-wing Congress people, um, killing a bunch of kids. You think, you know, you think someone like Elon Omar or uh, AOC, you know, who cared about marginalized people, about kids, cared about kids, would uh, have something to say about this? But uh, silence is deafening. All right, we we will move on. Do you
1: want to hit uh, Shay? Before yes, we we'll do to-
0: Shay. Shay's, of course, one of the great companies, great people who are loyal and strong and have a spine, and we appreciate it. I hope everybody out there appreciates what companies like Shea and DCU and others uh, have done. They've stood strong when others have run like rats, uh, jumped like rats. Um, But these guys, they're great. They're great. Let me tell you about Shea. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. this. is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, Or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that. You call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense, this is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at Shayconcrete.com. And, by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to SheaConcrete.com or get on Shayconcrete.com They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at Shayconcrete.com. Right, we got to get to uh, the Patriots-Dolphins, the NFL in general. It was a great football weekend. I love these scenes, of the big crowds swaying and singing and saving cats with the, oh, with the American that, flag. That was crazy. pretty wild. That video is while the cat fell. I forget which game was it. And people know, had an American game, right? flag, and they used it like as uh, to, to catch the cat, and the cat walked away happily. It was- I was
1: I was so afraid because you didn't see them with the flag off screen. All the the camera that I saw was focused on this poor cat who's hanging on with like one paw. I was like, oh, there's certain doom for this cat.
0: But can't cats fall from anything and live and just Not, land on their feet? Well, how, that was like 40 feet. It was so I high. They could, I thought they could fall from a skyscraper oh. and land on their feet. Oh. But they saved it and walked away without a scratch. Literally, it was great. But these scenes are great. It feels like, as we said last week, football Football fans are leading us, leading us out of this Biden malaise, out of this dark period. I mean, the, the Biden administration will fight it because they want this thing to last. They want misery. They want to... Uh, have uh, housewives in the suburbs to feel like Joe Biden is there to save us from this awful plague. And so they need to keep the misery going and football fans fight it. They are defiant every week. They go out, they have a great time. They don't wear masks. You know, they don't socially distance. They go out and live their lives. And if there's one thing Biden, the Biden people hate is when people go out and live their lives and enjoy their lives. And that's what they did this weekend. Um, I think the fans in new England and Foxborough they're obviously disappointed to lose at home when they were favored and lose at home to the rival dolphins. But a, the, the, the good news far, far outweighed the bad in Foxborough. I'm telling you, we all know that this day and age, unlike the olden days where, you know, running backs, won MVPs or running backs went first in the draft. This, the game is all about the quarterback. Now the quarterback and the coach. And if you don't, if you have a quarterback, you can win as we saw for 20 years with Brady. If you don't, You spend all your time and energy trying to get a quarterback because playing games without one is a waste of time. doesn't matter how good your defense is or how good your running game is. You need a quarterback. Well, guess what, Patriot fans? You got one. Yes, I'm declaring after one game, after 60 minutes, after one loss, that the Patriots are all set at quarterback, at least until Mac Jones gets hurt. But here's why the whole preseason competition where all they talked about on on talk sports radios and, and all they tweeted about was, Cam versus Mac. Here's why that was always a joke. Because the guy we saw yesterday, number 10 for New England, is a thousand times better than Cam Newton was last year. Cam Newton was among the worst. Somebody ranked him the other day, the quarterbacks, and they ranked Cam Newton like 43rd in (laughs) his only 32 teams. (laughs) He's 43rd in uh, the quarterbacks, best to worst. He was terrible. He had eight touchdown passes, 11 picks. He won seven games. Started... I think he went seven and eight. Uh, yes,
1: he did impact the ball though. I mean, he ran the ball. He, he fumbled, got running. He got running he touchdowns. A
0: game away, by the way, zero turnovers from Mac Jones. Ah,
1: uh, not zero. Not the case for the rest of the offense, though.
0: Uh, no, his running backs put the ball on the ground. They they dominated statistically. More yards, time of possession, turnovers. Yes. And lost. It was a strange loss, but it was a good loss because this kid is gonna be good. He does everything better than Cam Newton, and he looks, I don't want to say like Brady, he just looks like a guy who knows what he's doing. I always say there's three things. You have to you have to be a good decision maker, you have to be an accurate thrower, and you have to have uh, poise under pressure. That's what he was yesterday. He yeah. had people around his ankles. Hell, Orlando, Orlando yeah. Roberts got a penalty for tackling him at the knees, which seemed kind of ridiculous, but that's the rule. He had people around him breathing on him, pushing on him. He stepped up in the pocket. He showed great poise. He made a couple of uh, check down throws that were more impressive to me than throwing 50 yards down the field. He made a quick decision, boom, boom, found James White, or found his tight ends. He's got two new tight ends. He's got a great pass-catching running back. He's got a better team than Cam Newton had last year. But he's also got what it takes. I'm just going to say it. He's got a certain flair. He's got a certain... Uh, which you'd call Duende, where he knows what the hell he's doing.
1: Uh, that pass uh, to White down the sideline, it was a, you know, it was further down the field. That was really impressive. I think that was his best throw of the day.
0: These were the last two starting quarterbacks for Alabama going head-to-head. And the guy, the new guy, the guy who played in his first game, was head and shoulders better than the other guy, Tua. True. Tua one, Tua was mediocre at best. If I'm giving out grades, I give uh, Mac Jones an A-, and I give Tua about a C plus. Uh, Mac Jones was terrific. Um, I mean, there was, I, I listed a bunch of plays where he was you know, third down in the fourth quarter, under pressure, found Jacoby Meyer went right on the numbers. I mean, he made a bunch of clutch throws, which doesn't seem possible when you lose the game at home when you're favored, but he did. And uh, I think every Patriot fan, football fan, should look forward to seeing him next week and the week after. This was his first game with a whole new cast. A bunch of new players, new tight ends. And uh, he didn't want the ball after throwing his first touchdown. Yeah, I saw that. Was, pass, which was pretty cool. It was classy, yeah. There will be many more. Hell, there might even be a pick in there somewhere. But he just looks like there's an intangible. Obviously, guys have strong arms, and that that helps guys like, you know, Jacoby, I oh, don't know what was his name. Uh, Jamarcus Russell was the first pick in the draft. Big guy, great arm, was terrible. It takes more than that. It takes this intangible, this leadership quality, this sense of, um, uh, keeping you cool when all the others are losing theirs. That's what he had. And I, I I tweeted about it, and a few people were like, oh, it's only one game. Yeah, well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, this guy's going to be a good NFL quarterback after one game. You know, he reminds me of these other young studs like Joe Burrow. They're ready. They play big games in college. They play seven-on-seven seven in Texas or down south in Louisiana or Alabama and for years and years. They're just much more ready than quarterbacks used to be. And this kid's ready. He's 23. He played... Uh, it had a spectacular year last year at Alabama. You know, I think 45 touchdown passes or 44 something and, and four picks at Alabama. This is not playing at, you know, Pittsburgh state. This is playing at Alabama and he was terrific. That's a, that's a good way to get ready for the uh, NFL. By the way, did you notice how many Alabama guys, every time a guy made a play for either team that shows college, Alabama, Alabama, the two quarterbacks, you know, the running back, yeah, everyone yeah. from Alabama, uh, a couple quick, uh, a couple more quick thoughts. On that game, Trent Green is a terrible color analyst. I'm sure he's a smart guy. I tried to track. I, I get caught up sometimes in color analysts and play-by-play guys. Kevin Harlan's good. He's got passion. But Trent Green is just one cliche after another. He uh, in the I think it was the first three minutes of the game, he said the words, establish the run, like, five times. He's terrible. And um, I think, you, you know, if the Patriots win, you get better announcers. If you lose, you get the... Guys at the, the end B of the team, bench, yeah. they may be heading for some of the B team. Didn't, didn't ruin my experience, uh, my enjoyment of watching the game. He doesn't get in the way. He just strings cliches together and says nothing, which is amazing. When you play quarterback in the NFL, you should have more to offer. I don't want to say you have to be Tony Romo. You should be better than Trent Green. He was terrible. Well, it is what it is. It is what It is. <laughs> Oh Christ! Now we gotta <laughs> you sound like a uh, certain radio station on Monday mornings. It is what it is. Oh, isn't that great? He uh, coach, what coach just said? Yeah,
1: coach just said. I told you that was abysmal. Yeah. Listening to um, listening to the talk to to Belichick on EEI uh, today. It was uh, no. They, they ask no questions. In fact, they answer their own questions. There's nothing in can, their question. I mean, question.
0: I'm not defending them. I'm sure it's terrible, but there's nothing you can do. He doesn't like the media. He doesn't want to talk to the media. Yeah, sure. Even if there's former players there, once in a while he'll can feel comfortable for the most part, particularly on a Monday morning after a loss. You're not going to get. I mean, we were lucky when we were on the station for 19 years, we had the quarterback and they had the coach. And wasn't a Monday went by where I wasn't grateful. But uh, what was uh, Mac Jones had a 102 rating, no picks, one touchdown, which he didn't want the ball because you know, there's going to be many more. us stinks, they I mean, I shouldn't say stinks, two are not good, not as good, not nearly as good. Uh, the four starting rookie quarterbacks, I believe it was four, uh, Mac Jones had the best day. He's going to have many, many more. He's got good coaching. He's got good tight ends. He's got a good running back. He's got a good – he's got what he needs around him. I'm not saying he's going to be Brady. Of course not. Of course not. But he's going to be if, – if he's their quarterback for 10 years, they're going to go to the playoffs, you know, seven, eight times. They're going to have a chance to win, and that's what you need. And, by the way, they waited till he fell to them at 15. San Francisco traded up, gave up a whole bunch of stuff, and what they got is a backup quarterback and Trey Lance. He might be good, too. But when you do that, you expect the guy to come in and just light the world on fire. That's not quite what Mac Jones did, but he will. He's going to be good. He's going to be real good. And you know what? what? That's what you do. You know, watching quarterbacks is the number one attraction in sports. Sports fans. Watch quarterbacks. They talk about quarterbacks. They dissect the quarterback play. It's simple. It's easy. You don't have to look at the linemen and figure out you know the coverages. You just watch the quarterback, and you know what you base your judgment, your opinion on the intangibles. It's not oh look how much he had uh, three hundred passing. Uh, uh, it's he looked cool. He looked comfortable. He looked poised. You just felt good if you're a Patriots fan about watching this guy. But all right, with that that's it for my NFL analysis. I want to commend. Commend our guy, Bobby Burek, for uh, Outkick, who wrote the reason Max Kellerman is out on um, first take was because Stephen A. hates him and wanted him out, and Stephen A. gets what he wants. He has friends in management. They forced Stephen A. went on a radio show and admitted it. Admitted he didn't like Max and tried to get rid of him for a long time. I guess I'll give Stephen A. credit. He was honest. But how bad is it going to be when he's debating Magic Johnson or Tim Tebow? Token Tebow is somebody called him on Twitter because he's the one white guy they're going to have there, and I, I love Tim Tebow. He's a great American, but is he a great debater? It's a debate show with the loudest guy in the building, Stephen A. Someone like Tim Tebow can't handle that. That show's going to be t- Magic Johnson will be even worse. Oh yeah, they'll never disagree. They'll never be tension. I mean, they'll laugh. He, Magic's one of the great fake laughers of all, of all time. He'll just be cackling. It will be terrible, Max. I was never a big fan of Max, but they will miss you. They will miss you, Max. But, all right. Um, what else we got? I mean, we got tons of stuff we, we got can get to, stuff. but. I know. We, we got Rose McGowan. We could play that another day. Rose McGowan is such a great, I don't know, public speaker. She gets a little extreme, a little nuts, but she goes, she's working with Larry Elder. She told the story of uh, Gavin Newsom's wife pressuring her to not press charges against Harvey Weinstein. It was great. She's uh, articulate and smart and ruthless, and she's never ever going to get over the cover-up that so many people uh, took part in to help Harvey Weinstein. I hope Larry Elder wins, of course, and I hope we get to hear more from Rose McGowan. But I wouldn't want her coming after me. No, and she's speaking of vicious. She is a tough woman, and she's coming after uh, coming after Gavin Newsom these next few days. The when oh, is it tomorrow? It is tomorrow. The recall tomorrow. Right recall us tomorrow yes yeah. we should try to get a hold of our guy Dave Rubin, cuz he's been campaigning for Larry Elder like hitting the road all around southern california campaigning for him it's he's going to lose unfortunately gavin newsom's going to ma- maintain power which will be too bad but then again we'll just continue to watch california slide into this abyss of of decadence and chaos and filth and we'll enjoy it you know it's all on gavin newsom now we gave people had a chance to vote for larry elder Maybe he pulls out the upset. Maybe they don't steal it. Maybe they don't, you know, uh, find a bunch of mail-in ballots and say, oh, look, all these people are against a recall. Maybe we win this. But if we don't, we'll just continue to watch California, you know, decay, det- deteriorate and rot and die, which will be fun. But uh, what did I miss anything important there, Garano? Uh, I know you got... A lot of I mean, we had
1: all that sound, you know, from uh, from Stephen A um, and even uh, like the, the Hayes um, stuff on on the drone strike. Oh, that that's right. The, that,
0: see, that's a bad. I should remember that. I, the bad thing about the drone strike is Biden is used to being uh, protected by the media. And he thinks even in a case where they kill seven kids, you know, he knows that most, um, I'm sure, Yamichi and the rest have his back. They will circle the wagons. They will not report it. As we pointed out, they never reported when Biden pressured Ghani, the president of Afghanistan, to lie for him. Just never reported it. Just ignored it completely. And they ignored this drone strike uh, until they couldn't. And the New York Times had it. And Chris Hayes, who, by the way, has no viewers. Did you see the latest? No, I didn't see that. Uh, Chris Hayes and Joy Reid's ratings are in the tank. I mean, nobody's watching them. Which is no surprise. It's, yeah, I mean, Joy Reid is just insane and Chris Hayes is kind of boring. But let me hear from Chris Hayes on the drone strike before we wrap this up. And this reporting in the New York Times
1: about the drone strike, after that bombing outside the, the, the Kabul airport killed 13 U.S. service members, and we think about 140 Afghans, and we struck back saying this was ISIS, Khorasan, ISIS, and there's very good evidence that this was a driver, a longtime worker for a USAID group, killed 10, including seven children, who was bringing water to his family. And I think about that haunting Barbara Lee line about the the evil that we've experienced, the evil we oppose.
0: That would be evil when you're, uh, not only do we take out this family, and clearly, obviously, it's an accident, but the cover-up, immediately, the cover-up. Yeah, it was a couple of ISIS guys with uh, explosives. That's why the explosion was so big. You know, they had a bunch of, uh, you know, vests or whatever, bombs, pipe bombs in the trunk. It was a big lie. I'm telling you, people... Are opening their eyes they obviously the people on the left want to protect biden but a lot of them like we mentioned taibi and greenwald and Hell you know, chris hayes are saying holy crap these people are evil taking out a family and then saying yeah a couple of isis guys we did a job did the trick seven seven children i mean i thought we were supposed to care about the children we are we do we do yeah just you know you know if you if you don't have to like admit you killed kids i mean I think they're getting a little bit of a rude awakening. People are waking up and saying, holy crap, we can't cover up this stuff forever. Eventually, we can't protect this buffoon who is talking about, you know, sending Robert E. Lee into... uh, He'll win. (laughs) Sending Robert E. Lee into Afghanistan, you know? If we have to go back, we have to go back (laughs) in. I hope we send Robert Resurrect Robert. Imagine if we have to go back and they're fighting from Bagram because they own it now or they're fighting they you know, we we're fighting our own tanks and our own rifles and our own, our own armored personnel carriers, and we're in in a battle, and it's against a guys using our stuff. Wow, well, that'll be that'll take an extra effort for the media to cover up, because already you have seen the videos come out of Afghanistan of them beating women that have their head scarves on incorrectly.
1: They cut off the head of a they, police yeah, officer. Yeah, they cut
0: off the head of some cop. They're tracking people down with the lists. That we, with the kill list that we gave them.
1: There's reports of them taking, uh, like, 12, 13-year-old boys, too. Oh, yeah, that's I, I right. I'm not,
0: I didn't yeah, see that's too in I that north where they're defeating yeah. that resistance, and they're taking boys out of the house and, like, I don't, I know, if don't know yet. Killing them or they're using them as soldiers or whatever, but it's going to get ugly. And maybe their U.N. ambassador, you know, when he's living in New York, he can explain it all to us. He, he will be a wanted terrorist with a $10 million bounty on his head, but he'll be their U.N. rep, so maybe he'll explain to us all how the uh the Taliban's coming along now that they're, um, what did they call them? Helpful partners. Yeah. Helpful partners of uh, the Biden regime. But we will leave it there. That's the big announcement. We're on Locals. Come join us on Locals. Locals.com. Uh, any questions? Direct them to. Yeah, Toronto. you can just
1: ask me. I'll just help you if you have any problems. Ask message Just ask, uh, mess hashtag mess me. mess
0: ask mess me. Matt. He will <laughs> answer your questions if you're trying to figure out how to get on there and what will be on there. There will be stuff on there every day, right? Stuff today. Yeah. Excellent. Course. Yep. Excellent. I look forward to it. I'm still, you know, working my way, navigating my way through locals, but I think it's going to be good. Good job, Carano. Thank you. I mean that sincerely. And the video you made was funny. I think everyone should watch it and uh, go to Apple podcasts and give us a, a five-star rating, maybe a review. Talk about what a wonderful job Carano did on this video, but check it out. It's all over social media. We will leave it there for today, this Monday. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan, Podcast, a Callahan Show with, with Carano. And we will talk to you again tomorrow.